Welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 137. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary, going to be hanging out with you. I want to talk about divisional games. It's time the Jets have their first divisional game of the season after going 2-2 two and two against the gauntlet that was the AFC North. Remember that? Oh, it's a gauntlet. You can't possibly go anything like, I don't know, 2-2 two and two or anything better than that. Your season's going to be over. Remember that, Brady Quinn? Anyway, we're going to get into some divisional games. We're going to get into your voicemails, some stock up, stock down. But before all of that, I mean, come on, guys. You should know this by now. It's time for Fresh Ball Fall. It's the season of pumpkin spice and making sure your crotch looks nice. Ooh, a nice rhyme. That means slipping cider in a fall breeze. Sipping cider in a fall breeze and using Manscaped products to trim your balls with ease. I love this. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, a company here to make sure that your foliage isn't the only thing shedding its excess leaves. Hey, now. Heck, even Mother Nature knows it's time to lose the excess clutter for fall. Join these six million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with my code JETS20. That is J-E-T-S-2-0. Get yourself something nice over there. All right, let's hop into the episode today. I want to talk about winning divisional games. It's going to be a little bit of a rant. And look, I'm happy. If you haven't seen the videos during the week, I've been happy with the New York Jets at 2-2. Two and two. I was happy with the effort from Zach Wilson, as most fans were happy. And we're rocking the new Garrett Wilson jersey, baby. Let's go. This came in the mail. I'm going to rock this on Sunday, too. But I was too excited not to put it on for the show this week. So we're going to wear it twice. We're not going to wash it. It's fine. You don't have to judge me for that. <laughs> but... All right, divisional games. This is what I really wanted. This is what I wanted to start in the opening segment because of how important it is. The Jets haven't been good in the division for a very, 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 very long time. An eternity, really. It's very rare that they ever have a winning record in the division, even in times where they've had good seasons. Their division record has held them back. I think the last time they had a winning record in the division was 2010. 2015, they went 3-3 three and three in the division because they got swept by Buffalo and split with New England. Gross. I'm still salty about that seven years later. But in 2010, they went 4-2 and two in the division. They split with Miami. They lost... A brutal game in December, a game they probably should have won. Um, they should have went 5-1 and one in the division. They lost to New England on, was that a Monday night game? 45-42-3, some gross score. It was disgusting. But since then, it's been 3-3 three and three or worse. But specifically, over the last two years, 0-12. They have not won a divisional game since Week 17 against the Buffalo Bills. Best part, the Bills already clinched a playoff spot, so they won against Matt Barkley. That's it, Matt Barkley. That was the last time the New York Jets won uh, a game against the divisional opponent. That's 
embarrassing. That has to change now. That can't be. You want to be taken seriously. You're two and two hanging around. Do you want to have a little bit of a of a chance here? Win a game against a backup quarterback. Miami's good. They're a good team. They are going to be without their starting quarterback. That is an opportunity to win. I mean, I it just it flat out is. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know if that's uh, too harsh or too optimistic, I guess. Maybe like that's probably the better way of wording it. Maybe it's too optimistic of a look. I'm, I'm not giving enough credit to the Miami Dolphins, even with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. But that's the thing, man. If Zach Wilson is what we think he can be, and if he looks like he did in the fourth quarter last week, there's no reason that this Jets offense can't score enough to beat a team like the Miami Dolphins with Teddy Bridgewater at the at quarterback. It's as simple as that. They're going to be without their starting quarterback. They scored nine points with Teddy Bridgewater in, in that game. Nine. The drives in which Teddy was there at a touchdown, punt, punt, field goal, punt, pick, turnover on downs. That's what it was on Thursday Night Football when he came into that game. Touchdown, punt, punt, field goal, punt, pick, turnover on downs. Say that 10 times fast. You have to, if you want to be taken serious, that's the next step, right? And we saw in, what was that, one Jets drive? No. Flight 2022. Thank you. Flight 2022. Robert Sala gave that big speech about that 12-game losing streak against divisional opponents. If you want to change the culture... And if you want to change how teams are going to look at you, you have to win your divisional games. It's not asking a lot to say, hey, split with Miami. Split with New England. Buffalo's tough. Buffalo's extremely tough. I mean, obviously, Miami beat them. Uh, It's possible to, to beat a team like the Buffalo Bills, but it ain't going to be easy. I really don't think it's asking too much to say, hey, you know, I think it's I think it's time the Jets are competitive within the within their own division. Because that's what really matters, right? At the end of the day, you're playing those teams, the Dolphins, the Bills, the Patriots, playing them each twice a year. That's six games you already know locked into your 17-game season that you know. And if you could at least be competitive in your division... It's really not asking a lot. You can't year after year get swept in your division and expect to make any kind of incremental progress. They won two games in 2020 and they won four games in 2021. That's not news to anyone. You guys follow the Jets. You know their records and you know how long it's been. But the point of bringing this conversation up now is that it's the first time the Jets are playing a divisional opponent in 2022 and it's a winnable game. Robert Sala talks about coming in and changing the culture. And you could see it at times. I don't think he's been perfect. I'm not saying that, you know, he's, he needs to be fired or anything like that. We've seen a lot of those conversations where it's uh, Robert Sala's got to go clean house, start over again. Uh, very reactionary. But you want to talk about this team being different. You want to talk about it not being the same old Jets. You want to talk about keeping the receipts? Keep this receipt. It's time to start winning football games 
in your division. That's it. That's my message to this team. That's my message to Robert Sala. And again, once again, I feel like a broken record. It's really not asking all that much. They should be competitive in this game. The spread is three and a half points. So it's not like it's, you know, your double digit point underdogs at home in a divisional game. That's not the case here. It should be much more competitive. The defense looked better this past week to create four turnovers against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And sure, you know, Mitch Trubisky stinking up the joint, Kenny Pickett throwing balls up for grabs. That sure, that certainly helped things. But we did videos earlier this week about DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner. They've been playing out of their minds. Quinn and Williams probably been, I mean, you can make the case for AVT uh, Sauce or DJ Reed, but also, I mean, Quinn and Williams has been dominant. If that defensive line looks the way that it did this past week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, you got a shot. I know Tyreek Hill is scary. I know Jalen Waddle is scary. Mike Jacecki's a matchup nightmare, but that doesn't mean that you could just you lay down and fold. This is a winnable game. You want to prove that you're different? Go out and pull off another upset win. So far, you've had two road games and two road wins. Doesn't make any sense. The Jets have stunk on the road forever and been like okay at home. Now that they've stunk at home, they need a better effort in their home building in front of the fans. And Zach's first game back, you know, emotions are going to be high. Fans are going to be into it. I'm pumped. Love it. Love that. The big thing, the biggest thing is to make sure that you're giving the fans a product that's watchable. They've scored one touchdown at home so far this year in two games. One. And it came in the final minute of a game where they were down big. It's time. It's absolutely time. Before we get into the voicemails, I wanted to talk to you guys about Mojo, the stock exchange for trading players. And my two players that I am looking at this week, we've talked a ton about Zach Wilson, but we're going to do it again. It's completely reasonable to continue to bring up his name. He is up 4.34% this week, trading at 3408 after his comeback win. And like, how could you not be impressed with that comeback performance in the fourth quarter? Sure. There was some sloppiness and a little bit of ugliness through the first three quarters, but he came alive 10 to 12 in the fourth quarter. Uh, what was it like 140 plus yards and a touchdown? That was big. And someone else, we did a video on him on the jet report. If you don't know what the jet report is, you should. We're doing live streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 2 p.m. Hanging out. We have a topic of the day. We go through questions, a little Q&A. It's available in podcast form in, in, in just a strictly audio. If you prefer that, it's available shortly after it goes live on the YouTube channel. So make sure to subscribe to The Jet Report on Spotify or, or Apple or wherever you get your feed. But we talked about Corey Davis and how... Some fans, you know, myself included at times, uh, pick on Corey Davis, but he's actually on pace for a pretty big year, and his stock is up 2.71% this week. Corey Davis came up clutch for the Jets this past week, and yeah, the penalty in week three was beyond frustrating. Gave him hell for it, I think deservedly so. Some frustrating drops along the way, but when his team needed him most and when his young quarterback needed him most, he stepped up big. So I, I give him a ton of credit for that, a ton of appreciation for that. And uh, 
his stock is on the rise too. So if you want to invest, check out Mojo. They're live right now in New Jersey. And uh, I am very jealous that I am not a New Jersey resident because I want in on this. So much fun. We're going to go to the voicemails now. Let's get into it. All right. First up, we're going to go out to Ben in New Jersey. He wants to get into why you should be excited about the two and two Jets and Zach Wilson. All right, dude, let's get into it. What's up, Matt? It's Ben from Jersey. Tuning in right after the Jets game. Oh, my goodness. We're two and two. <laughs> They're allowed to be two and two? I'm I'm going to this Jets-Dolphins game next week. I better see you and the boys there. It's going to be a good time. Let's see if we can tie, let's see if we can tie the Dolphins in the division. But before, I just want to give my takes on this game. Zach Wilson, you know, his stat line wasn't the best. He completed just over 50% of his passes. And he had two picks, one being completely Tyler Coughlin's fault. But the one defining thing that I got from this game, those last two drives showed that Dak is going to be a franchise quarterback. Ooh. The poise he showed in the clutch moments that were marred by penalties on third and fourth and longs with touchdowns to Corey Davis and driving the team down the field, leading to the game-winning Brees Hall touchdown, that was that was the best thing to see. That I honestly think this might have been Dak's best game of his young career. Um, all my friends that. texting me, oh, Joe Flacco makes the Jets better. They can suck it. Because <laughs> Zach Wilson put that team on his back, <laughs> and he led them to that 10-point comeback. And now the Jets are 2-2 two two because of it. Shout out to Corey Davis, especially at the end. He made some great plays. Brees Hall was a beast the whole game. The defense, Michael Carter, the second with the, sec- with the tip pick. But don't discredit Sauce Gardner because he's the one that forced the incompletion. Mm-hmm. And the the D line looked very good the whole game. One one thing I'm scared about: Connor McDermott's awful. The O line needs help more. Mike Grimmers needs to start soon. But that's all I have. I'm just gonna enjoy this win, and we're going back into MetLife two and two. So let's get it. Let me know your thoughts. And as always, go Jets. Yeah, you know, the thing from this call that really stands out, and thank you for checking in with us here on the show, Ben, the thing that really sticks out to me is you saying that it was Zach Wilson's best game. And while statistically probably not, like just looking at the box score, um, and obviously I think like the the Tennessee and Tampa Bay one is going to stick out, one of them a win, the Tampa Bay one's a game that they lost, obviously. What my biggest takeaway from this game no matter any issues before that was what we saw on the final two drives. That's a huge deal. Being a young quarterback and being able to lead your team back, make big time throws. And it's not like they came back and they were just running the ball with Brees Hall, who was good this past week, loved Brees Hall, but it was Zach making big time throw after big time throw on third down on fourth down, Corey Davis, big catch on fourth down, Corey Davis, catch touchdown catch but that throw to Garrett Wilson on third down to keep the drive going they were there were big plays and big time throws he's close he's very close he's not quite there yet where you're saying that's it that's the that's it he's the guy but there are absolutely still things that you can get excited about on you know a week in and week out basis and I can't wait to see the next 13 games there may some be there may be some bumps in the road, but I mean last year it was a struggle for Zach Wilson to get like 180 yards at times. 
in a uglier game. He threw for 250 yards, had a YPA over seven. There's a lot to like there. And you're right. That second, the second pick, I don't care what you say, what anyone says, that's on Conklin. Was it a little high? Yeah. But catch the ball and pull it in, man. How many drops and fumbles is this guy going to have? Catch the ball. Goodness. Max from New Jersey's next. Hi, this is Max from Homeland, New Jersey. And here's the game recap. So for defense, we played really good in the first half, but we didn't play that great in the second half. And then on offense, we played very inconsistent today. We played really good in the first half in the four in the fourth first quarter and fourth quarter, but we played horrible in the second and third quarter on the offense. I just think the Jets need to be more consistent this year on like offense and defense. There's one game that our offense is really good and then the next game it, it just disappears. They need to focus on consistency. I feel that the Jets are just way too inconsistent. Even though it's a great win, I feel that the Jets need to practice be more consistent. Here's my take, and let's go, Jets. Hope we win next week. Yeah, consistency is an issue, and I mean that's part of the reason why I think that they're not quite there yet is because the lack of consistency. I think some weeks they'll look good and they'll have a great game, and then other times there'll be a clunker mixed in, and hopefully it's not as bad of a clunker as what we saw in Week One and Week Three, but. Uh, I think that's a fair critique of the Jets so far as uh, that there's been some consistency issues for this team. And if they do become more consistent and the effort's a lot better on a week-in, week-out basis, then you're good. And especially if the quarterback is consistent, that's going to mean a lot. Because Joe Flacco wasn't consistent through his first, what, through the first three games or the three games that he played. But... If Zach can be consistent, that's good for this team in both the short term for this year, obviously, and then the long term. Good call, Max. Let's do Will calling in from Dallas. He's pumped up about the win, wants to talk about Zach being the guy, and wants to see more two back sets. I like this. Hey, Matt. Will calling from Dallas. What's up, dude? Um, the quote, uh, someone you may know, uh, a win is a win, bitches. <laughs> it was an ugly win, but a win yep. is a win. Uh, a couple things I wanted to talk about. Um, Zach is that dude. I don't care what anyone says. You know, 250 yards, two picks, doesn't look great on the stat sheet. But with that offensive line on our ninth string tackle um, and one of the picks not even being his fault, I think he played great. He, he was really impressive, especially on that last drive. Um, second thing I want to talk about, um, LaFleur needs to run more two running back sets because it, it, it just gave us such a boost with, with Carter and Brees in the backfield. You know, uh, Carter lead ball both of those little sweeps that they had to Brees, but there's so many different things you could do out of that. And when you have two really good receiving backs it makes it really hard on the linebackers especially you know you have them go out into the flats you bring something over the middle especially in man that puts a lot of strain on them um and third i don't know about any other jet fans maybe y'all feel differently i have such disdain for tyler conklin i feel like every single week sometimes two three four times a week 
he just makes a play that you're like, what are you doing? The pick, whether you think it was Zach's fault or Conklin's fault, it doesn't matter. Hit him in the hands, he has to catch that. He drops, missed assignments. I have been so unimpressed with Tyler Conklin. It, it's crazy. I I don't want to see him on the on the field as much as he is. I want to see more Uzoma, uh, Ruckert. I know is a project, but maybe we start getting him a few more reps. And yeah, uh, that's really all I got. Let me know how you feel. Um, the game is gonna win, so you know I'm excited about the win. And we got the Dolphins next week, and I think that's a winnable game without Tua. But yeah, let me know what you think. And as always, go Jets. Yeah, man, I absolutely want, and thank you for the call, I want to see more of uh, CJ Uzoma because he's getting paid a lot of money to be used as pretty much exclusively a blocker. He has one catch for five yards on the year, one. And I like Tyler Conklin. I'm not, disdain is, that's a strong word. You obviously, you very down right now on uh, on our guy Conklin. I, I think he's a... I think he's a good player who has a couple of frustrating moments or has had some frustrating moments so far uh, this year, which is which is tough. I, I, again, like this is a guy who let the drop, the drops, the fumbles, that that play on the interception that it, it's tough. But he's also I think he's a talented dude. He's put up some numbers, too. I mean, some of it's been in garbage time, but he had three catches for 52 yards in the game. He also had a big catch on third down. I don't want to, you know, completely write him off and, and, and take him out, but I, I think they should use both of those guys and mix in Jeremy Ruckert. I think the guy can play. Um, and I like the two back sets. They did that a few times with both Brees and Michael Carter out there. I like that. I agree. I, that was something that I was calling for back in what, like 2019, when I first started this channel, I was like, give me Bilal Powell and, and uh, Ty Montgomery on the field at the same time. Why not? But I, I think LaFleur should continue to mix that in. Um, and a win is a win, bitches, is one of my favorite ones. I'm glad that one was remembered. That is <laughs> absolutely one of, my, uh, one of my more favorite ones that we've had so far. All right, let's go out to friend of the show, Travis from Ohio, who was at the game. Hey, Matt. It's Travis from Ohio. Hey, buddy. I was actually at the game. No way. It was awesome. First half, we're up 10-3. And, like, on the first drive, even before the game started, there was Kenny, Kenny chance, right? And we blew up Mitch Trubisky the first half. I was loving it. Then the second half hits, and Kenny Pay comes in. And he threw the one. He was leading them on the drive, and then he threw that bad interception. And I was like, all right, that's cool. But then we come back, and we have that other turnover down there. And Frustrating. It was a four-yard drive, and he ended up punching it in. Then he ended up punching another one in. So I try—I was the only person in the entire stadium that tried to sort of Mitch, Mitch, Mitch chant. And How'd that it go? Didn't go over at all. No. I was the only one doing it. Even the two Jets guys fans behind me—they didn't. By the way, Jets Nation really showed out. 
this is the fifth time I've ever seen the Steelers and Jets play in Pittsburgh. There are more Jets fans there this time. This is one of the worst teams that I've ever seen them with in Pittsburgh. And everybody showed up. And they were doing Jets chants after the game. And, like, when we got down there towards the end of the game, I totally saw us pissing it away like we always do. And we all couldn't believe it when they reviewed the Brees Hall's fumble at the end and declared it a touchdown instead. Like, we couldn't believe it. And then that was only with 16 seconds left. Pittsburgh had one timeout left. Like, it, it was just awesome. We couldn't stop Friar Mees or uh, He's George tough. Dickens. He, they, they are beasts. But the rest of the team sucked. Their O-line is going through a transition just like ours did a couple years ago when they all got old at the same time, just like when Mangold and Ferguson got yep. old at the same time. They're doing the, the Steelers have the same problem right now. So anyway, um, Elijah Moore looked really good in person today. Uh, Conklin, other than that tipped interception that he should have caught, he he had some nice plays. Zach was running for his life. I was surprised to see Barrett Tucker at left tackle, and then cringe when Mac, Mitchell got hurt and Conklin or uh, McDermott came in. He sucked, especially in person. Oh my god. Anyway, love you, buddy. Great game. Good Jets. Love it. Thank you, Travis, for checking in. That's that's the absolute best. I love it. I, I've never been to a road Jets game, and in able, being able to be on the road and being able to talk your smack is uh, is things that you just you you love. Honestly, you you really do. These are these are big things, um, and you're right. You bring up a lot of good points, Travis. I'm glad you had a good time and. Uh, we're going to go out to John calling on next for from Tennessee. Zach trending in the right direction, but the coaching staff still needs to improve. That's fair. Let's do it. Hey, Matt. Thanks for the content as always. This is John out of Tennessee. Well, calling after a Jets win, so that's always a better day. Love that. Uh, I was mainly calling because I wanted to talk a little bit about Zach Wilson for the day. I think that it wasn't perfect by any means, which I think is actually – what you should expect of someone coming off their first game of the season, coming off injury. You know, he, he had his absolutely brutal moments in there, but also some of it was caused by the O the O line not protecting well for him. Some of it was caused by players, you know, having balls at their hands and not freaking bringing it in. But overall the team looked good in a lot of ways. And the biggest thing that I took away from it is there was a lot of people saying back after the uh, Cleveland Browns game that Zach Wilson isn't ready to do what Joe Flacco did at the end of that game. He couldn't lead us on two drives in short time like that. And while obviously it was a little bit of a different situation, we didn't need the onside kick or whatever, he needed to drive us down twice and he needed to get a touchdown and he did it both times. He controlled the clock well. He was you know, throwing dimes in there. When the game was on the line, he shined his brightest. And I don't know if he's 100% the guy, but definitely those are the signs that you want to see this year to say that he will be. Still not 100% sure on this coaching staff. Still have major problems along the offensive line. Really sad to see Max Mitchell go down. He's been someone I've been really 
happy with with this rookie class. I mean, God, this rookie class has been amazing. The only guy that's even been a slight disappointment, you could say, is Rucker, but he just hasn't been given the opportunity like the other guys. Every other player I'm showing up, loving Jermaine Johnson this week, uh, happy to see Elijah Moore make a bit of a comeback, Corey Davis still having his stupid uh, penalties, but also making some big plays again. Really happy with this win, and uh, really happy to see what you've got to say about it. All right. Thanks, as always. Go Jets. Yeah, again, fair. Really fair. That's my takeaway, too, is while the jury is definitely still out, you have to take that as a positive because you're right. That's such a great call by you, too, because you bring up that there were people who were like, yeah, I don't know if Zach's ready for that moment yet. I don't know if he can do it. We showed you. You gave you tangible evidence. You really can't ask for too much more than that. And Max Mitchell getting hurt stinks. I, I really someone brought it up earlier. I think it was it might have been Ben at the top. Sorry, or or Will. I, I forget who it was, but I talked about starting uh, Remmers because they don't want to see Connor McDermott. Sign me up. I, I completely concur. Man's a walking penalty. He's a walking pressure waiting to happen. And uh, I think that's the move. I really do. I think that's uh, I think that's the move. We're going to go to. Thank you, John, for calling in. Also, we're going to go out to Josh calling in and he is calling from Idaho wants to talk about Zach Wilson's first game back. Hey, this is Josh from Idaho and I just want to talk about Zach Wilson for a little bit. Uh, so everyone's saying like, Oh, he didn't have the best game. Like, yeah, he was 50% completion, which is not that good. Two picks. One of them wasn't his fault, but if you actually look around the NFL this week, he actually had more passing yards than like 20 other quarterbacks is actually pretty shocking and uh like josh allen had a bad game i think he was 50 percent. trevor lawrence was 50 percent. like obviously justin fields was awful like compared to like what other quarterbacks did this week zach wilson was actually one of the better ones in my opinion like i might be biased but uh just looking at all the other quarterbacks they they don't look that good i mean justin herbert had a good game uh still gotta wait for the uh tampa bay chiefs game to see how they play but uh, the quarterback play just all around the NFL was not good, but Zach actually did decent in my eyes. But I just want to see what you think about that. As always, go Jets, man. That's fair. And look, it could always be a lot worse. I mean, we saw games, we saw multiple interception games where he was throwing for well under 250 yards. To put, uh, I, I'm glad you brought that context up because every week, you know what? It's not going to be 300 yards and four touchdowns. That's unrealistic. It's the NFL. There's going to be some bumps in the road, and it's all about how he's going to be able to bounce back. There'll be some games where it's 50% completion, but you know what? I hope it evens out, and I hope there's games where it's up over 70. And then, you know, if he's hanging around, I don't know, let's call it 62% at, uh, by year's end, that's a pretty vast improvement. Um, but like last year, you want to talk about, and like this could potentially be a bad Zach game because there was the the two picks but he threw for over 250 yards twice last year. Week one against Carolina was 20 of 37 for 258, two touchdowns a pick. And against Tennessee was 21 of 34, 297, two touchdowns, one pick. Uh, and the Tampa Bay game was a, a good one 19 of 33, 57.58%. Uh, 234 yards, a touchdown, 89-7 rating, 7 yards per attempt, 
and that was another thing. His yards per attempt was up over seven. So there, there are things that you could absolutely talk about uh, and those things being positives. Before we continue with the voicemails, I wanted to let you know this episode is also sponsored by BUSR, the official sports book of Matt O'Leary and YBUSR.com slash Matt to sign up. Also want to announce later in the week, I will have on Friday morning, I will have Jake Asman on for a special Gingers on the Jets edition of uh, of our coverage. And that will also be brought to you by BUSR. So I want to thank them for supporting uh, both myself and Jake Asman. Uh, more awesome content coming at you soon. And that's the place where you want to put in your bets on the New York Jets. Richard. Nevada, he's up next. He wants to talk about why he's happy the Jets are 2-2. Two and two. You should be. Let's go, baby. Okay, we're going to try this again. <laughs> How's it going, everyone? It's Richard from Nevada. Um, this game is a prime example as to why the quarterback situation should already have been long shut up about at this point. I'm just going to say it that way. Two reasons. One, your boy Zach Wilson, he does exactly what he does best, and that's he extremely mobile. He can get away from defenders. He can make plays with his own legs. He can make them with his arms. And he did just that. You would not have been looking at this game with a victory if Joe Flacco was your quarterback. Frankly. No, no he'd right been now. sacked a million times. Um, <clears throat> also, the other point that I want to make before I uh, go ahead and let this one go, I am very, very happy to see Sauce Gardner get his first pick. I know it wasn't like he made some like crazy play. This was a tip ball that he just caught. But oh my! Did he tip it for Michael Carter? Make me happy to see that guy finally get it. (laughs) He finally got it. I don't think he did. Anyway, Matt, we won. We're two and two. We don't have a negative record. We know we don't have a winning record, but we don't have a negative record. Who else is going to talk? You know, talk their garbage. I'm ready to hear it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, side note, the Raiders also won their game too And that was actually a really good game I don't know if you saw any of the highlights of that game but I didn't see much of that game worthy. And, uh, Side note, you have a good night Thank you, man Unfortunately, Sauce Gardner We're still waiting on Sauce I wanted to double check it uh, Not trying to throw you under the bus here uh, But it was Joyner twice, Michael Carter It was Sauce Gardner made the tip That went to then Michael Carter, and then the last one was Whitehead. Um, but he, it's coming. He, the guy's been playing out of his mind. He deserves the love, so we'll talk about it. He's been everything you could hope for and more. Him and DJ Reed have been arguably, legitimately arguably the best one-two corner duo in the NFL, which is wild, but they've been really, really good. And you're right, man. There's no way the Jets are winning with Joe Flacco in, in this game. Come on now. Let's be realistic. He would have been sacked. 50 times, like, <laughs> every time. Zach was really good at escaping the pressure uh, and buying himself some more time. Joe Flacco can't do that. So I'm, I'm with you. Good call. I'm bringing that up, too. We're going to go out to Joe calling in uh, from Trumbull. There we go. Joe from Trumbull is calling in. He wants to talk about Wilson being the guy in the offensive line. O'Leary, man. Joe from Trumbull calling back. Welcome uh, back, I baby. I just want to say, uh, before I get into anything, I appreciate the quote retweet. I was taking the shot of the apple cider V. <laughs> yeah. 
I took two for Z-Well. And Electric. Uh, came out nice. Two touchdowns at the end, two big drives. Uh, I just want to talk about that here and get your opinion. Maybe I'm overconfident. Maybe I'm hyping it up. But the way that we, Zach, the way that Zach Wilson drove down the field in those last two drives, it, the classic jet move would be we're down 10, we go there, you know, hinder, kick a field goal, kind of hedge on that, come back, and then don't get a defensive stop or you get one and you have 20 seconds drive down the field, have to throw a Hail Mary, do a lateral, and the Jets look like fools and they lose by seven. But Wilson went down the field twice. He needed 10 points. He got 14. Uh, it's just, it feels different. I you know, was calling him last year about this after the Texans game, after the Jags game, after the Bucks game. I have so much confidence in him. Uh, I have a feeling you do too now. I, I want to say that first pick, watching it over again, it was really a great play on the corner. Still not an excuse, though, but it's also a rust. And that second pick, Connor's got to catch that. Yep. Otherwise, I have kind of a hot take, and I want to see you know what you're thinking about it. Okay. I don't think the old line was really horrific. It, they weren't as bad in the pass blocking game as they were in the run blocking. Still, it needs to get much better. The fact that Zach was able to do what he did with – pretty much revolving doors at all of the O-line positions. Oh, I'm just hyped. Oh, Larry, I'm hyped. Z As Will, should. Coming back, we're going to get another win against those fishies. Thanks again to take my call. Appreciate it. Let's go Jets, man. It'd be nice, wouldn't it, to get a nice home win? They're allowed to do that. We're allowed to have fun at home. The Jets can win a, a home football game. Why not? It's not asking too much. I love it. Uh, offensive line, we'll we'll, see, we'll have to see there. But I, 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 Connor McDermott scares the life out of me. So I'm gonna say it one more time in, in case anyone missed it. Remmers season, baby, at right tackle. Remmers, and shout out AVT for going out and playing at left tackle. Guy could still do it. Constantine's calling. He is calling in from Florida. You want to talk about, can, can the Jets be a fourth quarter team? Okay. Hey, Matt, my man, this is Constantine from Florida. Hey, listen, man, are we becoming a football team that could come back in the fourth quarter? I love it. I absolutely love it. I think Zach Wilson had a little bit of a rough start, but, man, he showed me a lot in that fourth quarter. He did. I'll be honest with you. When they put in the backup quarterback picket, I thought at that time when – Baker Mayfield came in for the Cleveland Browns on that Thursday night mm-hmm. and gunslinged it all over the field like some kind of a John Wayne uh, type of movie situation. So I was absolutely ecstatic with the way we played in the fourth quarter. We're showing teams that we're not going to give up and give them an easy win. It's not going to be an easy W for other teams anymore when they play the Jets. And one last thing, Matt, and I need your opinion on this. Okay. I've always felt that Gang Green is kind of like a weird name for the Jets, mainly because, to me, Gang Green, when I think of it, I think of a flesh-eating disease. <laughs> so why don't you start a contest with all your callers and maybe have some ideas on changing that name? You and the Jets Council can get together and pick a winner and maybe throw out, I don't know, a hat, a T-shirt to whoever wins or throw out a couple of prizes. I'll even throw in the first bid. I'll say that we should call our boys the Gotham City Boys. 
the GCBs. And once again, K-E-T-S, Jets, 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 let's go! <laughs> I think <laughs> the gangrene, I think of the flesh-eating virus, he says. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Uh, Gotham City boys, all right, it's a little long. I'm going to give you gangrene while it, we, you might associate it with a disease. It flows. Gangrene. Short, sweet. Gotham City. But too many syllables. That would be my critique, man. We got to be short and quick. Big blue. Gangrene. G-men. You got a two-syllable limit. Can't be throwing three syllables out there. Come on now. That's too long. <laughs> that's great. I love this show. Thank you so much, Constantine, for calling in. Let, in the comment section, how about this? Let me know in the comment section what you think the nickname should be. Vinny from Peekskill. What's up, Vinny from Peekskill? He wants to call in and uh, go through some stuff about Zach Wilson and uh, the play calling on the last drive. Well, hey, Matt. It's uh, Vinny from Peekskill here. Man, it's great to be right. No, I'm just... But, yeah, no, I knew the Jets were going to win this game. I knew Pittsburgh wasn't a good team. I knew that they were probably just going to come in, kind of underestimate the Jets and not play as good as they probably could have. And I think it shows. Another thing with this game is this game really shows you how much this team really has changed. They never win these games. They have. you got to give uh, tons of props to Zach playing his ass playing his ass off in the fourth quarter. And you got to give credit to Asala. That late game management, final drive, exquisite. Then, you know, I guess we got to give, um, you know, Jeff Holbrick some love to defense, played its ass off. I mean, let's be real. Not only can we ask ourselves, when was the last time the Jets, the Jets had four turnovers in a game, when was the last time the Jets had four consecutive games with a turnover? That's what I want to know. But, you know, that aside, we look at a prime opportunity here. You got a two-a-list Dolphins team. Dub. Prime target to beat. You got a Packers team that's dealing with wide receiver issues that's going to be Dub. coming straight from London. So they're going to have some jet lag. And you got a Broncos team that I don't know what's wrong. Dub. Something is just wrong with them. That's three. And not to mention a Patriots team probably going to be play, still playing a third-string quarterback. There's some opportunity here, you know, get a good amount of wins before the bye, you know, and they just got to take care of it. But uh, that's all, and go Jets. <laughs> imagine, imagine if the Jets went on a five-game win streak. Uh, I would be absolutely insufferable on the internet if the Jets went out and won five straight. Look, that's a very optimistic view of it, but... You're right about the winnable game. The, the Dolphins game is for sure winnable. Going on the road and winning in Lambeau would be huge uh, for this team. I will say they always, always, always play the Packers tough. So I'll give them credit there. That would really, that would prove, or not necessarily prove, but that'd make me feel really nice about this quarterback and coaching staff if they go out on the road and beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Say, so, I mean, Denver's kind of a similar situation. The, the Jets ne never play well in Denver. It doesn't matter if they're good or not. It do, like Denver looks like 
atrocious right now. They just lost, unfortunately, Javante Williams for the for the season, but they, they look completely lost right now. And I don't know. And then the Patriots. Can you win your home games against the Patriots and the Dolphins? That's where I'm at. And maybe you steal another one. That'd be tremendous. How about that? Thank you for going through that, Vinny. You got me a little hyped up going through with all those dubs. Daniel, West Virginia. Let's do it. Hey, Matt. It's uh, Daniel Murphy from West Virginia. Um, I wanted to call in because I was actually at the game yesterday because being from West Virginia, I'm only about two hours from Pittsburgh. So nice. Obviously, I was going to make that drive and try to make the game. And, uh, I mean, what a game, man. But the first thing I wanted to say is I don't want to hear any Zach Wilson slander. Not today. That is our guy, and that's going to be our guy. Like, you could see it yesterday, and I don't know why people were acting like he was having just some terrible game. I think they're just looking at the stat line, and you can't just do that. So, like, <clears throat> the main thing is, is, like, if you watched him, like, he was poised. Like, he was confident the whole game. It didn't matter. He had, like, a ridiculous amount of pressures. Like, the guy was running for his life all day still making plays to the best of his ability if the receivers weren't dropping it or, you know, he had a couple passes that were, you know, inaccurate, but you'll have that. Even the best quarterbacks have that from time to time. But, um, so, I just don't understand where this is all coming from, but uh, I think everybody's just looking at the stat lines, but regardless, Zach looked good, especially for it being his first game back. True. And, uh, I don't know, that's, that's our guy. That's my guy, at least. I don't know how you feel about it, but uh, – <clears throat> and then the rest is just like this team, I mean, they're gritty. I mean, Sala has got this team to where they, they just don't give up. It doesn't matter. And I, I think that's a good trait for a team to have, really. You know, I think that's a team – that's a trait that can get your team far if you are able to get into the playoffs or if you are in the hunt. Because a gritty team is the type of team that's going to push you beyond that limit and, you know, maybe get you into the playoffs or get you beyond just the first the wild card round or whatever. Like, you want your team to have grit. So, I don't know. There's just a couple of things I wanted to touch on. So, no Zach Slander and let's go Jets. Let's freaking go. Love it. You're right. You You hit on it. It was a gutsy, gritty win. Was it pretty? No, it wasn't necessarily pretty. There was uh, there was some tough moments, especially getting down early in the game. But uh, yeah, I, these are just things you love to see. It, it instills confidence. I feel like a broken record, but I'm trying. I'm tr- trying to think of something different to say. But that kind of performance and that kind of comeback instills some confidence in you. It really does. Let's do, we're going to close out with James in New Jersey with some, uh, with some reaction. All right. Close us out on a high note, James. Matt, what's going on? James from New Jersey. How's it going, brother? Good. What kind of win? I will take two and two in the first four games of the season, any day of the week, compared to what we've seen the last couple of years. I mean, listen, I knew it. I had told everyone since Kenny Pickett got drafted, they're gonna find some. They're gonna find some way to hold them off and keep them off the bench and keep them on the bench until uh, the Jets game. I knew it. I just had my gut feeling. I'm like, Mr. Trubisky's gonna suck against us. 
And Kevin Dixon's going to come in and we're almost freaking one. I knew it. Everyone didn't believe me, but I knew it because that's what happened four years ago with Baker Mayfield. The Steelers had a plan. I knew it. Oh, that being said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Matt, the Jets won. Oh, my God. Matt, the Jets won. Can you, can you believe it? Oh, my God. I, I'm so happy that they won, man. I mean, we're not we're, – we're, we still have ways to go, but it's better than what we've seen in the past. I mean, hopefully we're in the right direction. And Zach Wilson had a good comeback. Let's hope he can continue to go on this and they help lead and elevate this team. Obviously, Rob Sowell said that, you know, the team's going to lift him up, not the other way around. But it seems like this, this obviously our team is a difference with Zach Wilson on the field. And I'm just going to say this, I'm going to end on this one. Man, throwing bombs and doing the gritty on the Pittsburgh's mom. Let's go, baby. Go Jets, and I hope you get this call, Matt. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> the gritty, that was awesome. <laughs> the gritty was great. Uh, and Justin Jefferson supposedly liked the, the gritty. I saw him going back and forth on Instagram. That's awesome. It was fun. We're allowed to have fun. It's so much better when Jet fans are out here having fun. It's so much more fun to make content after a Jets win. You guys consume content like crazy after they win. And look, I mean, there, there's always going to be the diehards. And like, it's crazy because this week, um, you know, I was able to go full time with this. We talked about it last week you know, week on the show, but now making that jump, it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, it was really the Adam Gase era and the Robert first season under Robert Sala era where I was making content and getting my audience. And like, can you imagine if this team was actually good? Like we could, for me, Ryan, Green Bean, everybody, Jets Media, everyone would be feasting. There's enough content for everybody to go around. I love it. I love it. Big game this week against the Miami Dolphins. Jets are uh, an underdog, but I think they're a live dog. I think they can win this game. And, uh, yeah, make sure to stay tuned on the channel throughout the week. Wherever you get the show, please make sure to subscribe. Leave a rating and review. Really helps out a lot. Share it with a friend. Reminder, Jet Report every Monday to Thursday, 2 p.m. If you want that in audio form, if you're listening to this in audio form, you probably like audio form things. Make sure to subscribe to the Jet Report by Matt O'Leary NY. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Matt O'Leary, and I'll talk to you next time, baby.